Mecca is a place where all things are possible. True activism. True activism. Fighting classism. Fighting classism. Racism. Racism. And sexism. Sexism. Stories grown from the root. Stories coming with truth. Marching together. Together. Fighting together. Together. Building together. Together. We are doing this for us. On the nation, and I am with my co-host of the On the Ground Level podcast. Which way are you? <laughs> Here. <laughs> hey. I can't. And we have our special guest, Micah McFarland. I'm saying that right, right? You said it absolutely perfectly. Okay. Um, before we get into who he is, let's introduce our podcast. Again, this is under our nonprofit for us nation. Please ignore my cat in the background. And this podcast, because we wanted to make sure that Millennials and other marginalized people had a voice to express themselves and also so that we could be on the ground with what is really happening in the community and give voice to those people. You can listen to this po- uh, podcast on all streaming platforms. We also put the link on our website on at forestnation.com. You can follow me at Perky Sexy Cool or Perky Perspectives, and you can follow Tahira at I Let the Good Times Roll. Um, so today, our guest, Micah McFarlane, is founder and CEO of Rebel Spirits, an innovative agave spirit made naturally in Morales, Mexico. Exactly. Micah has over 20 years as an executive in the entertainment industry, managing all aspects of multi-million dollar tours for artists such as Cindy Lauper, Dwight Yakum. Bob Newer, Yoakum. Sorry, Bob. Bob Newer. I know I was gonna get somebody. Bob Newer, Newhart, <laughs> and Blondie. His experience spans logistics, planning, contract negotiation, sales and marketing, extensive festival production, sponsorship sales, and talent buying. He is an entrepreneur co-founding and operating a successful management company, which engaged in active and aggressive promotions, tour coordination, booking, career planning, and scheduling. When launching Rebel, Michael wanted to do something incredibly bold and different, so he created a new category under the agave umbrella called Avila, which is a handcrafted agave-based spirit, often thought of as the love child of tequila and mezcal. He is now joined by part owner and celebrity Justin Hartley and has launched four Avila products, Rebel Avila Blanco, Reposado, and Anejo, and can cocktail the Rebel Avila Spritz. Micah has created a world of success and actively influences people in the black and brown community to pursue their dreams of reaching business highs like him. You can follow this brand at Rebel Spirits on social media. So hi. Welcome. Wow. Wow. I really like how you said Blanco. Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> I want to drink it now. <laughs> Let me get rid of my cat. I'll be right back. Don't worry, girl. Well, welcome to On the Ground Level, Micah. Thank you guys so much. Shout out to your PR company. If you want to shout her out too, that was dope that you sent me that press release. It's like, we have to connect each other to each other. So Black-owned brands, y'all know that hits our target market. So welcome to On the Ground Level. Jay Conley. They're- yeah. Welcome, All right. So first question we have for you. How important is it for Black men like yourself to take up space and spirits do you welcome competitors? Um, 
okay, you always welcome competition, no matter what, you know, because that's just whether you're in sports, business, um, being doctors or lawyers or whatever, you know, competition breeds excellence because you got to fight to be to the top. So, yes, I uh, all about competitors and, and everything. I think all, you know, that old saying, uh, all boats rise, float, something like that, whatever. You know, and, 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 and the thing is, is that what I'm trying to say is that, yes. Um, that though. Yeah, the, uh, I, you know, all about competition, you know, and, and you know, really uh, being able to be in the spirits business and it's a challenge because there's not many African-Americans in spirits business. And what I found out over the last, uh, couple months, you know, uh, is that I think there's only 227 black owned spirits brands in the United States. Yeah. That sounds like a very low number. We, we yeah, I would say out of what? I, I think it's a couple of thousand. The percentage is really low. Yeah, okay. you know? yeah wow. That's surprising. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's surprising, but not really, because when you hear the story of, like, uh, Jack Daniels, you know, it's like, okay, we're not, we in it, but we not in it. Like, we don't have the ownership. Like, most in industries, we haven't either been able to protect our intellectual property, or we didn't protect yeah. our intellectual property. Uncle Nearest is a great story. I mean... Yeah. Uh, Fawn Weaver and what she's doing with Uncle Nearest. I'm, you know, I don't know if she ever if she sees this or whatever, but uh, uh, she is she is amazing in what she's doing. I'm I'm excited I'm for her. I'm excited for the whole Uncle Nearest uh, movement and everything because yeah. it, it it just opens it up for other Black entrepreneurs like me. Yeah, yeah, we actually did a story about him and it's on our YouTube for anybody who wants to. Yeah. And somebody actually commented and said I used the wrong photo, which I'm sure that happens because, you know, it's not a lot of photos. Of from no the time, you know, and stuff gets mislabeled. So I apologize. Um, tell them stop trolling. <laughs> tell them to stop trolling. <laughs> Speaking of a couple of years ago, I did a, um, like it was during Black History Month and I did a thing on YouTube or wherever, I don't know where it posts, but on, you know, Uncle Nearest. And then they hit me back and said, well, you know, you kind of got the story a little bit off. I'm going, look, I'm telling the freaking story. You know, and it's like, and yeah, I, and the correct information, right? Because I'm trying, <laughs> trying. Like, but, I tried. It, it was great though, you know, so at least that's when I knew that they were listening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's good though. You need those fact check checkers. No, okay, uh, so next question. I think it's my you, question. Right? Yeah, for you is um, how do you balance your life and your personal goals? Because like as we was reading your bio, you do at least your background is in a lot. I don't know what you do like on a daily, but how do you balance your life and personal goals while assisting artists with creating their brand as well as having your own spirit brand? Riding my bicycle. You know, I mean, that is, um, it, 
just, you know, getting up at 5, 30, 6 a.m. And, you know, I live like four blocks from the ocean and, and I get on my bicycle and that's my meditation every morning. And I ride for, you know, 15 to 20 miles and get back, take a shower, get ready. And, and I'm set, you know, that's my meditation. That's my time. It's, you know, it's quiet. It's peaceful. Uh, yeah. I listen to I like that. You start the day off. That's <laughs> my, 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 my point is, is that that's where you have to, as an entrepreneur, to be able to balance out your world. Because, I mean, then the next thing you know, you, you, you get to work and you got to put on that super suit of armor and arrows are coming at you all day long. And, you know, and, and, you know, even Superman has a bad day but i mean you've got to be all day long so you know you take that moment and, you know the moment of balance is those couple hours in the morning for me and then uh you know then it's like rocking the rest of the day and until i go to bed i'm i'm you know i love working i love what i do i love what i created i you know built a really good team around me and they're very supportive so yeah that, i think that you know i think you know, exercise and, you know, to watching how much you drink and hang out and all that stuff. And, you know, cause I mean, you're in the entertainment business. I mean, this is, you know, you're, you know, you're, you don't watch it. You have a license to like do whatever, you know? And, and so you got to balance that, you know, I mean, I'm out of age where I'm not clubbing anymore. I'm not, you know, I've, I've seen the road. I've, I've, I've traveled the world. I've been in every continent except for Antarctica. You know, I've been to Africa, I've been to Russia, I've been to China, you know, all, you know, all through the United States and South America. You know, I, you know, and it's just all those experiences and, you know, being able to balance as a manager, you know, getting the show up and getting the show down, the logistics going through customs and this, get everybody's passports and, you know, you just, you know, you're being able to, how am I trying to say that? It's just it, to be able to create your own chi where you're like, okay, I'm just this two hours of my time. And then, you know, after that, you just start balancing and you hope that you preparation in all your balancing, this makes sense that you get 95% of the things right ahead of time. So when you got that 5% that's going to go wrong, you are smart enough to pivot and you can just balance yourself and stay calm and go, okay, I need to do this, this, and that, and that problem will go here, that, talk to that person, and that problem will go And you just tackle them one at a time. So. And then there's a thing called just being methodical. Yeah. So, all right. All right. I'll just keep talking. But... No, I got you. I was going to interject, but you kept going. And I was going to get yeah, more tangent, yeah, and then you yeah, figured it out. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. this guy needs his own show. It's like he doesn't need us. <laughs> but I love that because I am very much the same way. I'm running multiple brands. And I feel like maybe you can attest to this. The crazier my schedule is, the more important the, that morning bike ride is. Right? Because I need something to be like, before I did anything, I was sitting here on the on the floor doing whatever. And I have to go back to that moment when someone's like, oh my God, I need you to hear. And I'm being pulled in like a thousand directions. 
It's like, even though I'm going in that direction, my mind is back on the floor in the bathroom. Right. You know, like I need it. I can't do this without that. Like legit. So I appreciate you saying that. Because <laughs> I thought it'd be crazy someday. <laughs> no, it's, 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 I think right. it's important, you know, to try to stay healthy, you know, as, as the best you can. Right. And mental is, 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 is all important. Yeah, Brings us to our next question right on time. Look how we did that. We've been discussing males and their access and relationship with mental health. Is there anything in the pandemic? Because I know you come from the entertainment world and that was a big thing for you people. <laughs> Me too, us too. Anything that changed your soul? I, in the pandemic, the thing that changed my soul, what hurt was during the pandemic, I was... I have a house in California and a house in Minneapolis. Okay. And during the pandemic, everybody, I, I got to get from Minneapolis. Uh, my wife is there and stuff. And, and uh, something I thought I'd be all back to California in three weeks. So March 17th and get there. And, um, and then this thing is happening, but in May or June or whatever it was, you know, uh, 2.4 miles from where I live, there's a guy named George Floyd that, that got killed, you know? And I watched my, my beautiful city of Minneapolis go to shreds, you know? It was heartbreaking, it's, you know, just to see it go and it still hasn't came back yet, you know? I mean, town is like horrible, you know? and um, you know, uptown is is not what it used to be. It's not the way Prince described it, you know, years ago, you know, and, and his records and um yeah, and 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 you know it, it, you know, but that you know more you know, I don't know the more that was more changing than the pandemic was. Absolutely. You know, and, and then they just happen. Yeah, you're the first person we're talking to that experienced it mm -hmm. that closely. Yep. At least for me. For, yeah. No, so, thank yeah. you. And okay. I didn't even know, I didn't see that coming at all. Like yeah, I heard I the Minneapolis and I didn't even put that, George, you know? I'm not, I, I guess I don't even think I really reckon, like it felt like it happened where you were. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I never really thought to like think about like where is this happening? Well, we all have that, right? Because I have Eric Gardner. So when people tell me Eric Gardner, that's when I was like, I can't go inside. Yeah. I have to stay in the streets for as long as humanly possible. Like, right. so that, you know, even though I marked for George as well, we all did, right? But yeah, no, that's no, like. King out here, even though that's older. Like, ours, our big one was Rodney King. Rodney King. Oh, yeah. here, right. so, I was, I, did, I didn't live in LA when that happened. Yeah, you know, so the time, that's when that, when that Rodney yeah, King thing. That's sad, though. And so, so for you, that, that time period was more of a communal hit. You know, like I'm sure yeah, it, it was like, just really there's there's a lot of little different things that happened during that time, which I thought were really just interesting. You know, I mean, I grew up in a very, 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 very small town that I'm proud of where I grew up, and it's called Worthington, Minnesota. Okay, there's you know, you know, ten thousand white people and and Mexicans and fifty nah, it's not even fifty Mexicans, fifty. Mexicans and 50 black people. 50 <laughs> Not all the people of color related. <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> They're all 50. Was, and, and, and we were the first ones there in 1965. And then, you know, there 
became this, you know, really group, you know, and, and, but, you know, I was uh, a kid, I was six years old, you know, and it was just like, it was the most awesome place to grow up. You know, I, I snowmobiles and ice hockey and, you know, all those things that, you know, that, you know, later I learned that, you know, inner city Chicago or Kansas City or St. Louis, you aren't doing that. So I had those opportunities. I got everything. I got good schools, good books, all those things, you know. Yeah, and it seems and, like you know, it's helped you to have, like, more of a positive outlook on, like, how you move forward. So I guess yeah. for our next question, right, especially since you brought up George Floyd, right, and, you know, Absolutely. as a male, you know, as a Black male man, you know, I'm sure there's different experiences that you felt compared to us, right? And, you know, there's, there's that outside vulnerability, but then there also when it things that deal with our mental, like some men, like we talked about this in our past episodes, are not able to or don't feel like they're able to to be vulnerable. Right. So do you have any tips for men just in general, but especially, you know, our men of color on how to be uh, vulnerable while also being protective of their life? Like how to, I guess, balance that specific part of manhood? Yes, and, and 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 the answer is for me is first of all, women first. Okay. Let me make sure they hear my snaps in the audio. No, hear me while y'all hear me, right? <laughs> so worship the ground that they walk on. Period. And that's you know my mother, uh, Maxine McFarlane. I still she's ninety six, but with Alzheimer's now, but. You know, I worship the ground she walks on, and and uh, so that is one. And the other is to be able to to listen. You know, and then once you can listen, also frick. You know, don't get out of yourself. Me, 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 my, 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 whatever. Just to listen and be able to be, uh, uh, you know, inside yourself and and be able to hear. You don't have to always like chatter your mouth. You just have to listen and hear. And I think if more, more men do that and just have respect for women and, you know, black men, it doesn't matter. All men, you know. And just, I think it makes a, it makes a better world. That's, that's just me. And that's how I have this great, my great set of employees and, and, you know, just try to empower them and, uh, you know, and, and let them have their voices and, and push forward, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, another way I'm I'm taking in what you're saying is also that, like, from, from both sides, right? So I'll speak for the women, unless Tahira has a differing opinion, that, you know, like, in, in order to be vulnerable while also have balance within yourself, which means you have to have balance within the other people, the opposite gender, you know, like if we're not in harmony, no matter what's going on, LGBT, whatever, like things, you know, gender fluidity, like whatever, however you identify, if there's no harmony between, you know, us, like there's no harmony in the world. And, and then how can you be vulnerable? You're not gonna trust anybody. So. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. I mean, um, um... But you also have to, you know, be strong. 
tongue and be just be thoughtful be, be kind very good my philosophy has always been the regardless of you're like a boy or a girl or whatever it's like you treat people the way you'd like to be treated you know Absolutely. it's like that's a very basic human existence because as much as like i've seen people treat like i say i've been saying it more like you treat animals kinder than humans you're like oh my god this animal you curse out a person i'm like you know you're cut from that that breed right like we're the same beast not that dog like and it, I live in Brooklyn, so I'm always like, people talking to their dogs like, you've lost your mind. Like, <laughs> but that's because I understand humanity to that, you know, like we are the living space of this world. Like everything else is a construct. We feel it. Race, gender, all that stuff. We said what it is. We change it tomorrow. It's like, that's why we're always arguing in the United States because there's so many different things, you know? But that's legit what you guys just said. I really like that question, by the way, Sufi. I meant to say right, that. And that's where the listening part of what he said comes in. It's like, yeah, treat people the way you want to be treated, but also know some people need different things. So you got to hear them out too, you know? So yeah, that was a great response. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, cool. I think it's on me now. Mm -hmm. All right. So I see you got a little bottle in front of you there. You mind holding it up? <laughs> <laughs> Now, if this was a virtual got two like, interactive That's... you could pass me a shot i'd take one because i'm that no, person right. <laughs> no, we're not there with the ai vr yet so you have a bottle and you have a spritz right you have both of the so right here in front of me i have this is the añejo and um it is this bottle's almost gone this is my house bottle right because you know, we're okay. not in my you know yeah so no, anyway. you're all good. <laughs> you made it you can have it <laughs> This is age 24 oh, wow. four months in French oak barrel are slightly charred and they're brand new French oak barrels. And one of the things that's with Revel and the whole agave spirits world is that a lot of people don't understand, well, they're starting to get educated that there's agave spirits, meaning that tequila, mezcal, and then there's Bacanara, which is from Sonora, Mexico. And then there's Sotol, which is from Chihuahua, Mexico. And Ricea, which is also from Jalisco, where tequila comes from. These are all, all the categories. And then I have a new category of agave spirits called Avila. And it's named after my master distiller, Noe Avila. So Avilas come from, they can only come from Morelos state of Mexico, which is 100 miles south of Mexico City, roughly about 2.8 million people in this whole state. And Cuernavaca is the capital city, the eternal weather. It's got the best weather in the world. You know, and and um, this is where our farmers and distillers, you know, honestly, because of the soil, the climate, the temperature, and there's an active volcano called El Popo. <laughs> Not El Popo. Uh, no, 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 El, El Popo. There's a whole nother word to it. Let's see if I, I can see if I can pronounce it. <laughs> like, we don't like the Popo over here. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. <laughs> So this is this is Ooh, our. That's a cute bottle. It's beautiful. Everything we do is beautiful. That's, you know, that's nice. you gotta remember when you're black, you gotta do things twice as hard, twice as better, oh, and twice yeah. as all that stuff. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so hopefully nobody got hurt when I just said that. But you know, <laughs> they're um, okay. 
yeah, they're okay. They'll be all right, right? And so um, this is called El Popo, but the actual way to pronounce it is Popocatapel Volcano. The real, oh. I, I don't know. You see that okay. word? <laughs> I can't see. But we're going to add... Got it. We're going to link all the product details into the bio anyway, but I'm going to jump at the question I had. Like, you yeah, went sure. into a whole pitch, didn't even get my question. This is my business management question for you because I'm a business manager. When people see your product on the shelf, what's the reaction that you're hoping for? Who's your target market? Okay. So, our target market is for, for Revel Avila. It, it, ages 20, I, I would say 28 to 60. And it's more targeted towards um, uh, higher income, you know, uh, between 75,000 and up people that make that kind of money because that's their choices that they're going to make. What's that? Like a luxury type? Uh... Well, luxury or, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, you know, into the handcrafted. They want to know the story behind it and all that and so luxury or i would say more handcrafted you know and and but it fits into the luxury world too i mean we're we go up against don julio 1942 this goes up against that uh class azul michael jordan's new stuff you know we're you know this is this is 180 dollars a bottle you know and so i can pitch uh, it to my customers at complex con for an example that's your market complex con Sneakerheads yes. and hype beasts and gotcha. <laughs> I'm just joking, but yeah. Okay, cool. So that was one market that you said. So, so oh, there, yeah. is there another for the bottles are like all set in different markets? The other bottles? Yeah. So we have you know the Blanco, Reposado, and Yeho. They're all in the you know luxury handcrafted area, and you know the the Blanco goes out at you know sixty dollars a bottle. The Reposado, which is aged 12 months in American white oak whiskey barrels, that goes out at, you know, 70 to $80. And then the, um, the Añejo starts at 150 to 100 Yeah, you know, I've seen it at $200 in different places. And then we have the Rebel Avila Spritz. We have four flavors, and they are the guava. This is the guava coconut and cafier lime. And then we have a watermelon cucumber cilantro and rosemary grapefruit and mango fresno chilies. And um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. No, no, the flavors are, are insane. Yeah. And uh, my business partner, uh, Justin Hartley, and my general manager, uh, Rennie West, they spent extensive time you know, and doing focus groups and driving our flavor house crazy with all these different things until they took 80 flavors and brought it down to four. And this took like almost a year. I'm and sure. then, you know, we nailed it. And you, I can't tell you which company it is out there in the world, but they're called the fourth largest brewer in the United States. And I talked to them and they said, our RTDs, these right here, are the best spirits 
best RTDs that they have ever tasted. And they've tasted everybody else's in the world. And so that I just, I can't say the name of the company because just, you know, yeah, no. just tell don't, me. Get, don't get in trouble. <laughs> I'll tell you, fourth largest brewer in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well, that brings us to the end, to our episode here. All right. I like how it, it everything blended. Like it, I, I want to applaud you for being an entrepreneur. You know what I mean. Congratulations. Especially in a field that doesn't have a lot of us. So thank you for being one of the the other people to represent us in a field that we aren't, <laughs> aren't as represented, and hopefully help encourage some other. Uh, black and brown people, you know, to, to step out. In closing, I just want to say, you know, entrepreneurship and, and you know, I just want to let, you know, other brothers and sisters go, you know, if you have something in your head, you know, and, you know, and, and you can two and two and three and four and five and six together, go for it. You know, and 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 have to be passionate about what you're doing. And you know, one of the questions, and a lot of entrepreneurs, when I talk to other entrepreneurs, you know, it's like, will, would you go homeless for your beliefs because you know that you're right? How far will you go? And that's the question. Mm -hmm. I would. You know, I I mean, I I got too much family to to know that I wouldn't go homeless. Right. But, right. No, me. That's me right there. I'm like, I don't have to, but that's where I'm at, though, because I'm going hard. <laughs> I think I need to hear that. because So what? That's the passion. People need to know their why. Like, some yeah. people just do stuff because they want to make money. It's like, no, what's your why? What drives yes. you? What connects you to this? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I get on the soapbox or my soapbox, and I will tell you and tell the rest of the world that my farmers and distillers in Mexico make, and I love, I love The Rock, I love P. Diddy and all these guys, but I'm gonna tell you, my farmers and distillers make the best agave spirits on the planet. Period. Period, ooh, he said period. Yeah, so I mean, uh, I, as an entrepreneur, that's, what you got it, you know, you got to have it. And I know that if I get liquids to lips and they taste my product, I got them. Yeah. Yes, you do, my friend. But we are at the end of our time here. Thank you so okay. much. Shout well, out let me close us. All right, guys. All right. Yeah, and I wanted to just, I'm looking at your website right now. So for anybody who's interested in what the heck we've been talking about, visit rebelspirits.com. It's a really beautiful website. Uh, you can buy from online. You can see the story, like he was talking about the, um, what did you say? The craftsmanship and how people like to know the, the, the story behind it. You know, that's on the website. You can get merch. You can find about press and see the YouTubes and everything like that. So definitely check out the website. It's a really lovely website. And we really appreciate your time, Mr. McFarland, for coming on here with us. Yeah, you can also follow them on Instagram at Rebel Spirits. And I'm guessing you're on Facebook and all all Twitter, yeah, all everything. Yeah. Er everything. Everything. So, uh, <laughs> Thank you so much. Find the brand on there. And listen, listen, stream, like, 
and help to share out this podcast we are still we're getting our men so yay we were just complaining that we're not getting men right. to be on the podcast but we are getting <laughs> so thank y'all for coming we still would like more we are trying to dedicate the rest of the the year right. to you know you your side of story and not that we're going to stop you know at the end of the year but we wanted to make sure right right 